Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the one and only 411 Podcast Network. It's going to be May. It is a new month, but the same crew. This is Justin Watcher here on the 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the one and only 411 Podcasting Network. You know where to find us. Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Apple, all that good stuff. Joining me today, as usual, the one and only, the great Steve Madsen. Wow, the great. It's going to be May. (laughs) Gotta love it. You sick of that yet? Not at all. Never. Dude, Justin Timberlake can sing that anytime he wants. My sister, shout out to her, is a big Timberlake fan, and I believe just saw him in concert in South Carolina. Shut up. So she goes nuts for him. I, I'm not sure if she did. I'll, I'll just say she did. The dude is one of the most <laughs> talented individuals on this planet. You name it, that guy can do it. He is awesome. I love him and in sync. Who doesn't love him? Speaking of awesome, we're going to jump right into our biggest topic so far, at least I think. Saudi Arabia, the company's going back. Here we go. I mean, when you get offered that kind of a payday, can you really say no? I mean, people say money isn't everything, but that's the whole point of a business. Right. right. Then money is everything. And, um, Something like $10 million they're getting for... Oh, man. I've heard 40 I was told 25 but Eesh. the reported number is 40 if you want to go with that one. Um, we're going to go to the three big names that are advertised. Yash on Twitter wants to know what each guy will be doing on the show, and that's actually a good topic because... I'm kind of stumped on two of these. I think one, we'll start out with the one that I think is obvious. He wants to know, who is Undertaker going to face? I think Undertaker is going to be easy. Um, you know, he's up there in age. Uh, his body, as as he can have as many surgeries as he wants and, and look as good as he can. That, that, that body's fragile now. So I think he's going to work easy, and uh, he's going to squash Elias like a <laughs> bug. Like Gone. a bug? Splat on the mat. Thanks for coming. I think it will be Elias. I'm very curious to see if, A, he shows up on SmackDown in the upcoming weeks, and B, is if Elias rips into Saudi Arabia during a concert beforehand. Oh, um... <laughs> not a good idea? Not in Saudi Arabia. They're pretty loose with the death penalty over there. And, uh, <laughs> wow. And they... they 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 don't they don't uh, really care if you're comfortable or not. So <laughs> no, I would say that's a bad idea. But I think Undertaker he was advertised. So yep. yep. Moving on, your favorite Brock Lesnar. Oh God. He's also advertised. What's he gonna do? Hopefully, bury himself in the sand. I'm not commenting on that in Saudi Arabia. I think the he can obvious. Go sit on a cactus. How, yeah. How about Brock Lesnar can go fight a cactus for all I care. Um, I've said this a few times. I got fifty bucks on the cactus. <laughs> at least he'll show up every week. <laughs> right. uh, I'm gonna go with the obvious. I think it's obvious. At least I think Rollins is gonna beat AJ Styles at the next pay per view, Money in the Bank, and then I think uh, Heyman's gonna appear and just kind of smile, and then. Brock won't show up on TV, but he'll just say, yeah, Brock Lesnar's coming back, and I don't care about your no more rematch clause or whatever that new rule was that lasted a week. A week, yeah. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, I think Brock, I think Brock versus Seth Rollins makes sense, doesn't it? I I think it makes sense, absolutely. It's just, um, now that's going to network special, right? It's not pay-per-view or anything like that? It's going to be network. So are they going to... they continue storylines because they don't usually like hold on to storylines on just straight up network stuff other than like TakeOver and NXT and stuff. That's true. I reminded of the first one. I mean, had Mysterio and Jericho show up. Even John Cena versus Triple H was yep. on the first one. That, you know, that was clearly not built at all. Right. And then Braun won this little title that was never seen again. Never seen again. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> they green, won't. green though. <laughs> it was green. Speaking of green, guess who else is getting green? Mr. Bill Goldberg returning. Oh, my. Goldberg. He's been, back. It's been over two years. Um, I was we in Orlando. Yes, I was there for his title win over Kevin Owens. If you remember, he was Universal Champion at one point. I do, and they spoiled it that Jericho was coming out. Yes, they did for the live crowd in Milwaukee. And then I was also there when he ended his run against Lesnar in Orlando at WrestleMania. I thought, nice fitting farewell the next night. He did give a speech and teased it by never say never, and then, you know, who's next? So he never officially retired or anything. I kind right. of, you know, I kind of assumed at some point he may come back. I didn't really think this. This kind of shocked me, but what do you think Goldberg will do? What will he do? Uh, 
What will he do? You know, I know that the Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar is almost a lock, but it'd be cool to see Brock and, and Goldberg again. Maybe Goldberg could get one back. And this time a title isn't on the line, so it's not like you'd have to write it in or write it off or whatever. So maybe Goldberg could level that meathead. <laughs> That's a good point. I would also say perhaps Goldberg and Brock team up to lighten the load for both of nope, them. No, nope. no. Maybe a <laughs> revival or somebody else wants to take a beating in 30 seconds. Yeah, but Brock is so bad. <laughs> He's awesome. I don't think he does uh, tag matches, though. I will quick throw out that... Um, There's a story last year that Roman Reigns planned on boycotting the event. Right, yeah. Despite his, uh, you know, vacating the title and leaving for a few months. Um, but he was on the name of uh, advertised people to appear. So either that story was BS or something's going on if Roman Reigns will also be there. Or he's going to get on a plane that he thinks is heading to Orlando and he's <laughs> going to wake up in Riyadh. It could be, but I only mention that because why not Goldberg versus Roman Reigns? That would be good. I like. Yeah, I'd pay to see that. I mean, well, not not a lot, but <laughs> nine ninety nine a month, maybe ten bucks That's a about month. It. I'm already paying it, so might as well. <laughs> All right, I would argue the next biggest story, perhaps even bigger than the three names I just mentioned, Mr. Dean Ambrose, Johnny Moxley. Finally, after years of having a Twitter account and never sending a single tweet. Finally did, except it wasn't Dean Ambrose. It was John Moxley. Ooh, what a good video, though. That it, was, the video was awesome. I, I And I, I want to say that that video got more views than the most recent SmackDown. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't think we're going to mention that, but... Well, already done. <laughs> already mentioned. I will say that uh, if you're going to have a first tweet after years of waiting, that's the way to do it. That That was a way to come back. I mean... He made a statement, and he's ready to go. So do you, are you thinking All Elite? I mean, apparently well, there were little hints. Yeah, cheap little plug here. My column on 411 Mania is going to be posted probably in the next 24 hours or so, and I, I talk all about Dean Ambrose and John Moxley and all that. So if you want to check it out there. But, yeah, a few of them. Um, there was one with um, Dice, yep. Double or Nothing. And then the Dice said 26 or 20, whatever the 25, date. 25, which is May which 25th. Is, yeah, which is the date of their their special. Um, I would just, uh, besides the usual AEW speculation, because we've kind of talked about that where we could see it, but I don't necessarily see it maybe as much as other people might think it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, what what would you think he's going to do? Is he just going to run around on the independents? Or? Yeah, I, I would say, I would almost hope he doesn't show up in AEW, at least till fall. He can be the big uh, TV debut, hype him up for five months. But yeah. showing up in a few weeks, I don't want to say it won't have the same effect, but, you know, we've just seen him on national or worldwide TV for how many years? Yeah, but, you know, the same was with Rick Rude. And when he right. flopped over to WCW, that had everybody talking. And it's almost like punk, you know, the heart makes the time grow fonder, or whatever the phrase is. So the longer he's gone, the more impact it'll have. Yeah, but if he shows up right away, that's also like, ooh, he just ditched this company for that one. Ooh. Yep. It's the Lex Luger walking out on Nitro. Yep, yep. So I would say my biggest takeaway is almost from the video is um, the fact that he posted it right after midnight when he was a free agent. Yep, contract so expired. Clearly he was waiting on that video. Right. So I mean, yeah, that definitely has been prepared because <laughs> you don't just come up right. with that in yeah. a minute. <laughs> An hour to go, hey, let me make a video. Let me make a video. Unless uh, you're that good, which he could be. <laughs> well, I have two other points. One is that he was being chased by a dog, perhaps a big dog. Perhaps or, a Roman Reigns big dog. Or just a big corporation type dog. Getting out of jail, mm -hmm. something like that. But honestly, I would say out of all that, the thing that I keep going back to is who produced the video? Right. I mean, no offense to Dean Ambrose, but did he do that on his own? Who knows? We don't know what his skills are. I don't know what he does outside of wrestling. He could have that kind of credibility. Um, but, yeah, it was very well produced. So, I mean, he definitely had some help. You don't do that kind of job alone, He obviously. definitely had some help, I have to say. I don't know if it was a certain billionaire or a certain Rhodes family or, Ooh. you know, if maybe he just has a buddy that, you know, knows video production. And, yep, that's true, too. I mean, I know buddies that do music production. But, uh, you know, and he also, it shouldn't uh, be neglected to mention that Cody Rhodes did, was one of the first people to, like that particular video so i mean i mean cody sorry cody almost like he was waiting for it to be posted yeah so as if everybody knows i mean 
They all, it, it, it's it's common knowledge that they're all good friends. Right. And you know, from what it's been said that Dean, Am- I'm sorry, John Moxley likes to do. Um, that AEW seems right up his alley with the type of freedom that he's looking for. I mean, he saw the barbed wire and stuff, and that's the stuff that he was doing in CZW all the time. And, I mean, you know, we always talk, well, your body can only take so much. I think Dean is one of these guys that he's like, or I'm sorry, John is one of these guys that is just like, let's do these matches. Let's draw some blood. Let's see what happens. Yeah, and that's why I almost wonder if, you know, like, I, you know, he's not going to jump right into a schedule. I could see him, you know, taking a few weeks, a few months, doing a couple shots, and then all of a sudden fall, big TV for AEW, and guess who shows up? Dean Ambrose after six months of resting, and I don't even know. They, they say they're going to have a full touring schedule right off the bat, two hours live each week. You know, that maybe kind of jumped in. ambitious. Too, yeah, that's pretty ambitious. I mean, but it, it took it took raw years just to get that underhand. But, yeah, I mean, if you have a billionaire and you're getting on cable TV, right. obviously you have to have the ambition to do it. True. I mean, you know, go big or go home, right? Speaking of going big or going home, Daniel Bryan is apparently cleared. <laughs> uh, would you bring him back right away or let this Kevin Owens-Kofi thing play out? It depends. Do you want to put him in that? main event spotlight right away do i know want, i would you would put him up there i mean it, it if you want him to have a uh to jump into a completely different storyline then yeah bring him right off if you want to have him keep chasing the title or getting back what he thinks is his or writing all the wrongs of the evil meat eaters that we all are or whatever it is i mean then uh yeah hold off for a little while let kevin owens do his thing and and get blasted for a while, and then, you know, I mean, how many pay-per-views between now and SummerSlam? There's three. Three. And I think doing maybe a Daniel Bryan-Kofi rematch would be pretty awesome for a SummerSlam. So you got, you know, some months or whatnot to kill. Yeah, my uh, my two points on Daniel Bryan would be is if he's not going to go back to Saudi Arabia, there's no use to bring him back soon. Yeah, right, right. And he was one of the names also last year, even though he went to the first one, which some people forget. Wow, that's next month already. It's coming Saudi up. Saudi Arabia one. And then my other point would be, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of digging this Kevin Owens thing. I don't know if I want Daniel Bryan to come in right away. I can I can deal with more Kevin Owens promos and the whole Big E Xavier mystery. Right. Um, you know, as we said last week, uh, I've been a big Kevin Owens fan and I just think that the more time he gets to shine, the more he makes the best of it and he'll face whatever it is. Yeah. He always tells a great story. He does. I'm not I'm not going to Predict him to win the title from Kofi because, like I said a while ago, if you're going to invest so much into a WrestleMania moment, you kind of have to play it out. Right. So I'm not going to predict Kevin Owens to win, but at the same time it would not shock me or I wouldn't even be against it or really lose my mind because, you know, he has kind of been waiting his turn and he even missed WrestleMania. Right. So, you know, there's stories to be told there for either guy to win. And he's ne- Yeah, exactly. And he's never held the, the WWE title. That's the one with the legacy and... Uh, it'd be. I, I remember seeing a picture when it looked like he was actually heading that way before they introduced the universal title, and I saw a picture somebody mocked up of him holding and it. That'd be awesome. I'd like to see him in that spot. I definitely think he's earned it. I think he would look good with the title. Speaking of the titles, <laughs> the Hardy Boys. Aww. Can we have a collective aww? Aww. aww. No longer holding their titles. Nope. Limpomania returns. <laughs> Is that my nickname? No. Oh, thank thank goodness. (laughs) No, we have other nicknames for you. Oh, boy. I hope it's not something with limp. But I'm going to say, you know, the rumors and all that were kind of, you know, they did already kind of got us all ready for the Hardys uh, vacating the titles. And this kind of goes to something Dylan was asking on Twitter of, you know, he's kind of asking the same thing. I Like, why can't this company ever just, like, focus on tag team wrestling? I know, obviously, the injury wasn't planned or, right. you know, that's unfortunate. But Why'd you have to get injured? But notice there was absolutely no follow-up or there was nothing. Right. You know, there was and, no tournament. There was no, no we got crown champions. Yeah, nothing. just an attack and <clears throat> see a Jeff get well in nine months. And then even on Raw, we had a certain back shaving in the oh shower. My. Yeah. So Dylan's wondering, why can't this company just stick to tag team wrestling? What's the deal? Maybe. 
Maybe Vince just hates the idea. Who knows? Or maybe we had enough of that with uh, Teddy Long in the picture. <laughs> like, okay, let's back <laughs> off a minute. But they need to give these tag teams a moment to shine. I thought that the when the Revival was in an NXT, every single takeover match was phenomenal. Yeah, they were from, awesome. From start to finish, the tandem moves, there was always a threat. There was always something you had to keep your eye out for and stuff you would never expect. Then they get up to the main roster, and yeah, they had a few injuries aside that really stopped start stop start but it's just like they're not given the chance like no. they just here here's five minutes do what you do well we can't do that in five <laughs> minutes <laughs> what do you want us to do right i think if anything uh people said on twitter to try and give divas a chance and then that started the whole revolution thing right right well why not give tag teams a chance you know and on both sides, both I, sides. I think the women's tag team is floundering as well and oh, they just got started it's the sad. iconics yeah, what did they do this week? They. I, I will point oh. out that Oscar uh, uh, actually got her music played this time. I heard that <laughs> it, it was mashed up with Kyrie Sane's, you know. So like, it's about time. But at least it was there, and at least, I still, I still can't get. But I mean, I just don't feel it. Like they were really good together. I really like some of their tandem moves. Um, I think if they're going to get rid of Paige, they need to do it soon because it, it's just, I don't know, it's very hard to buy. Yeah, and then even uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, they were arguing not about tag teams, but who was going to get a spot in the Money in the Bank yep. women's match. And Singles. there was a little butterfly so, eye moment there. <laughs> so again, nothing to do with tag teams. I mean, we're going to stick on the tag team topic for a little bit here, but... Is it safe to say the Revival turned down the contract offer? I mean, that's a lot of money, but, it, you know, if you're not happy where you're at and you definitely know you could go somewhere else and do it better, what's keeping you? Why, you know, if, you, if you've been working the back channels, like I'm sure they have, oh, yeah. and you got something on the line, why not go for it? When I, you know, I was in the same job for seven years and you could just see the industry decline and go downhill and you know hours getting cut short and the weeks getting short well i took a chance on something that i thought i might be good at and what do you know six years later here we are and i'm doing the best i've ever done so exactly you, you got to do it you know sometimes you just got to bet on yourself exactly that's that's 100 percent what it is you just got to trust yourself that you can do it but like all things, it does go back to the almighty dollar. Always. And, I mean, if they're being offered 500000 per year, not total. Per I, year. And I, that's a guarantee. Like, that's not including merchandise and, and all that. Right. So 500000 per year. And you can talk about going elsewhere anymore, but is AEW, All Elite Wrestling, going to match that or pay more? If they can. But here know. here is where I will not necessarily rip on AEW, but... I mean, if we're being honest for a moment, the Revival are not worth half a million a year. <laughs> are you sure? I mean... If AEW NXT... is paying them six figures or even a million a year, uh, they're going to be bankrupt in like a year if these are the dollar figures they're throwing around. This is true, but I mean, it all depends on how well they can pull that money back in. You know, what's their revenue stream going to be? How how and many that's... people are going to tune in for that first year just to see what they do? Right, and that's where the startup, where they are going to lose money off the bat. But right. again, I mean, Jericho, I think, said... Uh, um, I want to say it was Impact or maybe it was AEW. Somebody, he was getting like, I think it was like $2 million for three matches or something. Yeah. I mean, you can't tell me that would be worth your investment. Right, exactly. I mean, and that's that's going to be the thing. Okay, we have this offer that is way more than, than the big guys, but can they come through with it? That's where you take the gamble. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Revival. And like you said, their NXT matches were awesome. Just but incredible. If, but if AEW or whoever is going to be offering them 500000 750000 a million per year. And I mean, creative control. I mean, is that all a wise investment? I, I know he's a billionaire, but at some point you kind of have to cut off the purse strings and be like, well, are these, is a tag team like this, is it worth it? Well, you know, and you also got to think that maybe the, he's trusting the talent. Like if they're not hiring writers and they're letting the... the the wrestlers decide what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. So basically, okay, we're paying you this money. You go make it back for us. Right. You know. That's a good idea, actually. <clears throat> and it's the same with uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. I mean, apparently they were getting um, half a million a year. Yeah. Right. I mean, and they're not even on TV. You can't tell me that, you know, that's yeah. getting the investment back at all. So then, you know, is it they tried and, well, see, WWE is of the mind that if we sign them, Nobody else can. Right. <clears throat> Use it's, them or he's not. ours. He's ours, and nobody else right. can have them. But they're independent contractors. 
Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're independent. <laughs> That's true. That's right. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a. I, I think it's kind of where WWE is just r- throwing money at the problem. I think that the cons and maybe AEW is saying, okay, we're going to put this money into you. Now you go make it back or all bets are off. Who knows what those what's in those contracts too? Yeah, my thing <laughs> with, um, I've always said this about all sports, all contracts, and could the revival be worth half a million per year and, you know, above? Absolutely they could, but like you said, I would make contracts where there's incentives. Exactly. You know, yep. you go do this. If you do this, 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 and this, it's the same with baseball. You know, you make your base salary, but yep. if you hit, you know, 30 home runs, you get a bonus. If you hit 40 home runs, you'll make more. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's that's what they got. You got to give them incentives to make your, your money back. But at the same time, maybe he's saying, you know, okay, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going <laughs> to give you this money and I want it back. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing as a record contract. They give you $475,000 to go record your album. Well, you got to make that back. And then the first 80% on top of that, you know, that's what's written in those contracts. Right. Then, so you make your 475000 back, and then the 80%, because the record company believed in you, goes to the record company. <laughs> so you're left with 20% yeah. of your record sales if it sells well, mm-hmm. you know, just to divvy up between you and the band and the production and blah, 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 blah. You end up in debt anyways. <laughs> and taxes and everything. Oh, it's it's insane. Record contracts are highway robbery. It's yeah, insane. we always hear about the, like, how famous people like don't make money and then you go, well, you don't know about this payment, this payment. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast that many uh, have done <laughs> and the stuff that I've seen, that I've watched, that I've read, it is a nasty, nasty business and I'm really glad I didn't get as far into it as I wanted to when I was a kid. <laughs> okay, we're going to save that for another time. But bringing this full circle, who do you think will be the next SmackDown Tag Team Champions? Perhaps the B Team? Oh, well, I mean, they seem to be Shane McMahon's little little uh, hit hit squad there for a second, how effective they were. You yeah, know? there's something that rhymes with hit. But I'm going to say... <laughs> you know, that extra letter in there. Uh, yeah, somewhere. It, it might... Um, it might be like this is where uh, the uh, sanity. Maybe this is where they could have came up, but now they're all broken up. Now they're all broken up. Uh, Killian Dane's back to NXT. Uh, Alexander Wolf is on NXT UK, and Eric Young is maybe on Raw. Nikki Cross is still running him. around. Nikki Cross is yeah, just running around. You know, th- throwing her jacket around. And she's the one I'm a fan of of the four. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Eric Young, I'm not even going to bother with that. Yeah, you've <laughs> talked about that. You don't like Killian him. Dane, I like. Uh, I, actually... I really like Killian Dane. I thought he had a really good uh, shot at doing something cool and then just didn't. And I, I don't watch NXT UK, but apparently Wolf is like highly respected and everyone just says, great guy. Yeah. So he should do well. And, you know, I want to say Rusev and Nakamura get back to the that, tag scene. That could be. Again, I mean, they're doing nothing. Right. I mean, I'm... It's weird because I'm kind of having a, a hard time thinking of what tag teams are on Smack. Well, we, yeah. I, well, right. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say. I, I've said it now for you know however many weeks. But the revival to SmackDown seemed like a no-brainer to me. And right. Now they need a tag team on SmackDown, and oh look, they're shaving their backs on Raw. And, so yeah, and the Usos are gone, and everybody's over on Raw. Yeah, the women went to SmackDown, and tag teams went to Raw. That's, right. That's the way it kind of seemed to me. So. so yeah, it's kind of hard trying to picture a viable contender other than, I mean, you got, yeah, Nakamura and Rusev. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Where's yes. Heavy Machinery? Are they on? Yeah, they are on SmackDown. Okay, I mean. I wouldn't. I like them in the comedy role, and that's what they do best. But... What does that big guy always say? Tucky, Tucky. Tucky, Tucky. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Speaking of SmackDown and some big guys, Anthony on Twitter wants to know, um, he's just kind of wondering about, <laughs> hi, Anthony. He's just kind of wondering about Lars. You know, he came out and beat up the Hardys, and yep. he's just kind of wondering that is Lars going to take the Braun Strowman? Uh, we remember when he started off on his own after the Wyatts, how he, you know, beat up James Ellsworth. Yeah, yeah. And, and he just kind of crushed a few guys for a while. Yeah, that's all he did. And has he even have a ma- had a match yet? And I don't think so. It's just interruptions all the time. I'm trying to remember, but I do remember in April 2002, right after Brock Lesnar debuted the night after WrestleMania 18, um, he beat up a bunch of guys, and his first big pay-per-view feud was with the Hardys. And apparently that was because the company believed in them, and they knew the fans would rally behind the Hardys and Lita, 
and it was the perfect, you know, to go against the heel, they're going to cheer the Hardys. What's the lead of? Who's, who's well, not going to rally behind Lita? Well, Matt Hardy. But anyways, <laughs> oh. I think uh, Matt Hardy is probably going to get destroyed by Lars for a few months. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say now, so the Hardys have vacated. They're, they're, you know, Jeff's going to go have his thing done. So is Matt going to go into singles or are they just going to hold off on him? And if he does go into singles, you're right. Lars is just going to destroy him every, you know, maybe he'll have some matches and then Lars comes out and destroys him. And he'll, you know, they'll do that thing, and they just won't give Lars a competition. They just yeah, destroy. <laughs> I think they're already matched up on some live events, so hopefully Matt doesn't get too injured. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. And he's uh, even is he a, is he an injury type guy? Is he hurt people? Um, I don't know. Definitely uh, looks like it. <laughs> no, and my whole thing isn't even physical. My thing still with Lars is: does he have the mental capacity? Is he still right. Is he still doing okay? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, if you're going to put that kind of pressure on him and put that kind of spot on him, is he going to handle it up? I mean, that's the thing. When when you have something, it's the same thing with the revival. They got injured right as soon as they got brought to Raw. So if you have these kind of issues right in the beginning, that kind of already gives you a lack of trust. Yeah. Like, can you handle this spot? Doesn't start you off on the right foot. So our next topic is going to be about Becky Lynch being overrated. But before then, I'm going to leave you with that little tease. I am going to remind you all that you are listening to the 4114 Site Wrestling Podcast. Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Apple, all that good stuff. You know where to find us. Subscribe, rate, review. Five stars, folks. We're looking for five-star reviews only on Apple iTunes. Mr. Steve Matson, Resident Complex. Tell hey. us all about it. ResonantComplex.com. Uh, you can find everything there. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, just like he said. Just type in the Resonant Complex and you can find us. Our debut album, North Avenue, is available anywhere music is sold. Yeah, that's that. That is that. So Mr. Lightbulb Man on Twitter wants to know. Mr. Lightbulb Man. That's my nickname. Oh, all right. So uh, <laughs> he, he wants to, well, he has a bright idea. He wants to know, is Becky Lynch the most overrated? And he has in parentheses by Smarks, obviously referring to online fans. Are they? The internet wrestling community. The internet. Are they? Internet are they uh, too giddy for Becky Lynch, or is she truly the man? Um, I'm gonna say, and I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm a smart or not. Is it because I read stuff? Yeah, Maybe I am. It's weird. Define because smart because I don't know really. I'm gonna it guess it's someone who regularly follows online and knows behind the scenes. Okay. I mean, uh, well, take take a shot. My yeah. girlfriend, she Boop. has the internet. She follows Alexa Bliss and a few other people, but um, she rarely, well, she watches the shows when I have them on, and I don't know if I'd consider her a smart. She really doesn't know much about the backstage or the behind-the-scenes okay. politics and all that bunch, and same with um, some other buddies of mine. They casually watch, but they also have the internet, but if I told them, you know, if I said, hey, who's Dave Meltzer, they'd have no clue. No clue. So they're not a smart. Just because you have okay. the internet and you're a fan doesn't make you an internet fan. Right, if right. If that makes sense. You can't intermingle them just because you have the internet and you occasionally watch. Okay, I get it. So I guess I would be a smart because I do actively read the quote-unquote dirt sheets, and I like the backstage stuff as uh, as well as the product. Because yeah, I, I mean, an easy kind of like a little test is be like, ask any fan if you ever go to a live event or show and be like, hey, do you know what AEW is? Yeah, there you if go. If it's a family with a mom there, they're all going to look at you and be like, huh? Yeah. I mean, you ask two dudes wearing bullet club shirts, well, more often yeah, than gonna not. they're going to start chanting. <laughs> or if, you know, sweet? Oh, or oh. even like, hey, do you know Dave Meltzer? Hey, what's your five-star match of the year or something? Right, like, right. You know, casual fans don't care about that. Okay, so I guess as a self-professed smart, um, I think Becky Lynch is getting everything that she deserves. I think she earned everything that she's got. She worked her way and got like everybody behind her and put her in that spot. Like we had talked about mania. Rhonda was brought in for that spot. Charlotte was destined to be there and Becky earned her way there. So I, I don't think she's overrated at all. I think she's perfectly rated to be honest. Yeah. I was actually going to say, I think she's perfectly overrated. I don't think she's underrated. You could argue a while ago she was underrated. Yeah, definitely. And you know, she just main evented WrestleMania. I mean, how many people can say that? Right. So, uh, 35. <laughs> Yeah, there's some multi-man matches in there. Okay. Uh, well, whatever. Roughly but, 70. Right. All right. So um, I think she's not overrated. I don't know. That might be a little harsh, 
But I think the question more because uh, this uh, well, this discussion got a little brutal between two other people that I did not get a part of. <laughs> I don't do that. So I think it was more of talking, you know, business. If she was this great and she was the man, then, you know, where are the ratings? Where's the live event? You know, where's all this stuff? Or her match with Alicia Fox. I know everyone will blame Alicia Fox. But, you I mean, know, it's hard not to. It's hard not to. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Where was that? I love the brawl on Monday with Lacey Evans. I thought that was awesome. That but, was really good. Um, but it, again, even uh, Daniel Bryan in 2014, everyone, you know, obviously went nuts for him. But, you know, did business explode or did anything really happen out of it? Well, what Daniel Bryan did really get a chance to. He got hurt so fast that. But, um, I, you know, if you I think, though, I, I can see the point of like where the ratings, what's going on, because obviously they're hitting the, uh, all time lows. Yeah, they're and down. There's, there's definitely an overhaul that's needed. But um I think that if you look at it, probably the Becky Lynch segments are the most watched. They're the most talked about. And if you go up to say to somebody nowadays, if you go up to the general wrestling community and say, who's the man? Everyone's going to say, well, that's Becky Lynch. Whereas <laughs> three years ago, it was still Ric Flair. I was going to say Ric Flair. <laughs> you know, exactly. But it, a lot of people are going Becky Lynch's way. And that's all because she's compelling. Her storytelling, the, her fire, everything that she's about is is what's drawing people in. So um, I would love to see the business turn up and have her still be on top, you know, so that she doesn't. I mean, it's just like back in the day, uh, Shawn Michaels was a champion and they were losing to WCW week after week. So everybody's blaming right. Sean and blaming the title holders. I don't think it's really the talent. They're just out there doing what they're told, you know? Yeah, I think it's, um, I forgot, I can't remember where I saw the phrase or whatever it was, but um, it's not that Becky Lynch is sinking the ship. Um, she's the one keeping it afloat. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so like you say, like, you know, the low ratings or whatever happens to the show, that's not because of her. She's the one that's making them even that high. Yeah, exactly. She's the one keeping it above a million. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're above a million. I'm thinking that's where uh, AEW might be landing around. But, well, their debut episode, I think, will be a lot more. But Yeah, their debut is going to be huge. And then depending on the, the direction that they go. But, um, yeah, I think Becky Lynch is pretty much one of the, the, the driving forces into keeping that show on the air um, because, obviously, there's a black hole in the tag team division. Oh, boy. Uh, there's a black hole in the women's tag team division. Oh, boy. Just getting, you know, sucking the life out of everything that's around it. And then you got you got the very hot women's division that's just compelling matches all over the place. Oh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte again. But it's you know it's going to be good. It will be good. E even though we've seen it. A million times, we still enjoy watching it. Speaking of Becky and Charlotte, did you see the report today? Uh, no, I did not. I have not been on the internet. Apparently, much today. Uh, Becky versus Charlotte is next year's WrestleMania match. Really? <laughs> well, part ten thousand. I I had heard that. Uh, I don't think so. I think that's clearly yeah. a guess. They don't know the plans for next week, much less right. 11, 11 they can more. they can shoot for what you know. Cause, I mean, because Cena and Rock was planned a year and ahead. That was or even longer. A year ahead. Right, but I mean, I mean, even Ronda and Charlotte, I guess, was a year of kind of planned. Right, and I heard uh, after last WrestleMania that the plan was Becky and Ronda for that finally one-on-one -on -one that we had been hoping to see and never got. Yes. But again, it depends on who wants to do what and what they have available. We could have a whole nother crap WrestleMania where everybody's injured and they got to bring Ellsworth back to save the day. <laughs> Wouldn't you love that? Speaking of Ellsworth. Oh, he's actually going to talk about him. I'm not. <laughs> but I was going to quick say, at least for next year, we know Kyrie Zane is going to be riding in a pirate ship. So That'd be cool. At least we know that. No, uh, I, Saying that she doesn't get injured. Oh, gosh. Don't jinx it. No, hey. I think uh, Ronda will be announcing her pregnancy probably you know, pretty soon. And then nine <laughs> months and you know, time after, I don't even know if she's going to be Do able to make care? it. Do we care? I mean, I care if it affects, you know, her coming back, you know, good for her. So obviously congrats to the happy couple. Right. But, you know, I'm more thinking of, you know, when is she coming back or what is she doing? And if she's pregnant, then you can pretty much be like, okay, the next nine months, ladies, it's your division now. Right. Exactly. So everyone's saying, well, she's going to take everyone's spot again. Well, no, she's got, everyone now has the next year. So like Becky... Yep. Grab the ball and run with and it. And run with it. Yeah. Take and and the the stars are aligned or whatever you want to call it for that to happen. I mean, because you got Bailey coming in hot. You got Lacey Evans just a ball of fire right there. 
there's always going to be Charlotte, you know, she's the chosen one. On the right. other side of that, you got Naomi and Carmelo, who I know is your favorite. Uh, um, no. But <laughs> they're all positioned to really do what they want to do. And, uh, you know, I think the money in the bank might be a telltale um, sign of how they can really show off like they know how to do. I think Carmela is uh, Corey Graves' favorite. But speaking Ooh. of speaking of money in the bank, do you have an <laughs> early favorite? Ah, uh, let's see. Alexa Bliss, Dana Brooke. Oh yeah, Dana Brooke's <laughs> totally going up there. I mean, she's going know. somewhere. Um, I I like to see Alexa Bliss being a two time. That'd be cool. Um, but then again. What is her status? Is she a talk show host? Is she a competitor? I don't know, but her her <clears throat> revealing herself was kind of obvious, but it was still kind of cool. Um, not a big surprise, but I would like to see Ember Moon. Ember Moon would be awesome, too. I'm trying to remember who's all competing in it this year. Okay, and you can Google that quick. I was going to say, um, I mentioned two weeks ago that we didn't get the Becky versus Bailey match, which to me was kind of like, well, they were teasing it, but they were saving it. And then sure enough, this week we got Becky versus Bailey. So I almost wonder if Bailey's going to show a bit of a little bit more of an attitude or if Bailey's going to kind of ratchet ratchet it up a little bit and perhaps Bailey could win the money in the bank. That would be one of those dark. I think she's definitely like the dark horse that could definitely pull it out and uh, definitely lead to some interesting storylines. But so if Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke collide, is that going to like open up a rift in space time? Because they're kind of the same. I don't know. I'm wondering if thing. Sonya Deville is not as supportive <laughs> for Mandy Rose as maybe she Ooh, thinks. Maybe she she'll. Maybe Mandy Rose will be at the top of the the ladder, and Sonya will be like, you know what? I'm done with this. Yeah, absolution, absolute this, absolute this. So my theory on the Natalia. <laughs> she follows me, but no. I'm going to say, I think Ember Moon, and I only say someone from the SmackDown side because I think someone from the Raw side will win the men's Money in the Bank. Please not Baron Corbin. <laughs> I mean, how many times can you lose a briefcase? Well, how about <laughs> Drew McIntyre? I could definitely see that. I think he's definitely deserved it, and it'd be a good spot for him to kind of start wreaking havoc because you know what's coming. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I mean, Braun and Ricochet are the other two, but I think Ricochet's obviously in there to fly around. Absolutely. He's going to be the showman, um, and I think the little stuff with him and Braun, the little tandem stuff, that's going to be pretty cool to watch them yeah. work together. They're going to work together until Braun throws until him. Until Braun throws him clear across the arena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Braun won last year and did nothing inside the cell, if people even remember. He won it, Monster in the Bank. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I do remember him winning it. I just And then Brock came out, and then that led in to those three, which then Roman had to give up the title before Crown Jewel. Yeah, so I don't think Braun will win. And then from the SmackDown side, I can remember Andrade, Randy Orton, and I can't remember the other two. I'm not even going to I just had it up. I should have left it up. You just had it up. Well, my theory just is that, you know, then SmackDown can have the the women's side for the money in the bank, and they can do their thing, and then Raw can have the men. So I don't think both will be on the same show, even though – Alexa Bliss and Braun did last year, but Bliss cashed in right away. So technically right. they didn't. So it was off, yeah, and they weren't parading around. I think it'll be one will have one show will have one winner, yeah. Uh let's see, we got uh Orton, Andrade, Finn Balor, Ali. Yeah, Finn Balor and Ali were the other two. Yeah. And I don't think either one would win. Yeah, and I don't think Orton's going up there. I think he's there just to lead some veteran credit to the whole thing. Um, I could definitely see McIntyre pulling this one out. It kind of almost seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, I think, um, <clears throat> I don't know, Orton already had money in the bank. And right. I'm not sure. He's kind of like Mysterio with the schedule is on and off, so I'm not sure they're going to really commit to that. You know, and again, um, Finn Balor, uh, all credit to him, amazing talent, but why is he in the latter match? Right. He needs to focus on defending and making that intercontinental title worth something. I, I that bugs me to no end. I, I have a small theory. On they this. demean titles because it like seemed that. like he was going to face Andrade, right? Right. My theory is that Andrade may be the dark horse to win, and that instead of going for intercontinental, they went. You know what? If we're going to put a spotlight on him, let's just go all the way. Go all the way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And then know. Balor was just kind of like included just because those two were feuding. Right, right. And I am glad that Samoa Joe was not in. Right. Uh, he seems to be doing some with Mysterio, but I'm glad, like you said last week, I mean, like the tag team titles even, because yeah. the secondary titles, like they don't have to mean secondary. Right, exactly. They should have their own little corner of the spotlight. I don't understand why it's so important to put these guys, you know, as far up in every 
thing as possible. It just demeans the title to me because, okay, you won the Intercontinental title. What, that's not enough for you? Yeah, I almost wonder if, you know, we go back to 2000, I believe it was 15, when Daniel Bryan won the Intercontinental title yep. at WrestleMania 31, as right. did John Cena the U.S. title. Right. I wonder if it's almost time again that we have kind of a quote-unquote big name, you know. Holding. Go back. I mean, Triple H even held the Intercontinental title. Right. Even in uh, 2001. So I'm not saying Cena or Daniel Bryan. But, Part of the two-man power trip. But why not Daniel Bryan come back and face Finn Balor? The match would be awesome. He wins a title, and then he could turn that into a... <laughs> a hemp-based. His Earth Day title. Yeah. And then he could run with that for as long as he wants to. Right. I mean, that would be really cool. Can you imagine that Intercontinental title all, like, made out of wood and stuff? That'd be, you know, the right. Reggie Parks design, but just wood and stuff. Like, <laughs> that's a pretty cool idea, I think. And that's, again, you know, if they're going to bring Daniel Bryan back, in that kind of feud then yeah bring him back soon because that's a great story to tell and I think that they should keep that telling stories like that with those single titles because why have them if you're just going to have them going for something else speaking of not having them why do the Iconics have the tag no. title <laughs> every time Billy <laughs> Billy K opens her mouth and I get like uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome I think I've been yelled at that like that yeah. Too many times, and it just scares the hell out of me. Send shivers down your spine. Oh, my land. Just, and you know that, like, as, I don't know, for me personally, like, I, I DVR it, and when they make their entrance and they're holding <laughs> microphones, fast forward until oh. the mat, then let, till the bell rings, till I see the ref go like this, ringing yes. the bell, then I'll, st I'll press play again, because I do like watching the matches, but I mean... Good Lord, they just yap, yap, yap. Yeah, I'm glad um, we got AJ versus Seth Rollins, but outside of that and the you know the ladder matches, obviously will be exciting. But, you know, honestly, a lot of the like title scenes right now aren't looking too hot. The Intercontinental is apparently going to be forgotten about till the Money in the Bank. Right. Joe is facing Mysterio, who he beat in 30 seconds at Mania. Yeah, but he was hurt. I mean, give yeah, him that. Their, give their him match that. was pretty decent on SmackDown last time around. And I'm waiting for Joe to choke out Dominic, but I, <laughs> I'm guessing that'll come in a week or two. But yep. then he... Um, and then Dominic's going to be the champion. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, oh. oh, oh gosh. Dominic no. Mysterio. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we talked about the tag titles. I mean, is anything going on with either side of the tag titles? Remember uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins? Remember them? Yeah, they beat the Who? Revival again. Who? So I'm not even sure. In a fluke even, just a quick uh, roll up. Another fluke. I mean, if Revival are out the door, then, you know, honestly, they should have lost, you know, clean in like right. two minutes and dominant. But if Revival still have another year on their deals, then... I don't know if they're going to offer him, what, 600000 <laughs> Then that's the point I was getting at earlier. Is like, when is too much too much? Right, but, exactly. And then we have Elias versus Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank, which <laughs> I'm sure... That's going to be a yawn. It'll be a yawner, but I'm not even ruling out Elias winning somehow because I'm sure the whole McMahon family will run out. And oh, of course, yeah. Maybe the Undertaker gong hits or something to scare him, but I'm not even convinced he loses. And then we have Kofi, Kevin Owens... And the real main event of Money in the Bank, Shane versus Miz in oh, a cage. God. I was building to that. <sighs> Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Uh, I was saving it the last two minutes rambling. I, 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 I like the Miz. I'm still on board with the Miz as a good guy. But uh, that beatdown that he tried to put on him. I mean, that Shane tried it. Those yeah, punches Mi are horrible, dude. Miz, Miz said something to him. I caught him say something, and then Shane, I think he said, like, pose or grab the mic or something. Yeah. I couldn't see what it was, but yeah, the whole whatever triangle arm thing, it just yeah. looks Dude, like it was a massage more than it hurts. You are the son of the owner of the biggest <laughs> wrestling company on the planet. You couldn't get somebody to teach you how to throw decent-looking punches? Come on, dude. Well, he would only be taught if, you know, he thinks they're wrong, you know? You're only improving if you think there's something to improve on. If you think you can do no <laughs> wrong, you're already doing something wrong. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. And I'm going to quick say, I'm going to defend this feud for a second, so go ahead and tune up for the next 30 all seconds. All right, I'm taking the headphones off. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to defend this by Miz should have won at Mania. Obviously. And ended the feud. He should have ended the feud there. But right there. since Shane won, and obviously they want to continue this best in the world thing, which apparently might be getting some more CM Punk chance. But <laughs> if, uh, if it was going to continue so Shane could now mess with Roman Reigns, and now it's going to continue with the Miz, um, 
I'm fine with one more match, and this time, yes, Miz has to win. Has to win. Are they going to bring it back to the Saudi Arabia thing? Because he was the best in the world at Saudi Arabia, so now he's going to be the best in the world there, too. Oh, yeah, that great tournament. I'm going to say, um, well, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Miz wins, and Shane does something with Roman. Miz definitely has to win. He has to win, and if his dad wants to come out and, you know, beat down Shane too or whatever or Vince comes out and they have a father son oh god are we oh my man <laughs> Vince versus the Miz's dad I'm, I'm thinking Miz's dad is almost like the next James Ellsworth where he gets his cult following oh really you think he's gonna have he's gonna go on the road with the boys and he's gonna get a one year <laughs> one year pity deal and then at the end right. all the girls are gonna beat him up and yep. send him out of the company and but, then he'll go on the independence and I was formerly the Miz's dad <laughs> yeah to crickets right I, I'm gonna say uh um, Miz will win. It's a cage match, so if they want to protect Shane and not have him quote unquote pinned or submitted, you know, Miz can always leave the cage. Fine, whatever. I don't really think we need How to. How do you protect somebody in a steel cage? I was gonna say we don't need to really protect Shane, but in case you haven't noticed, it's a cage. Another high spot for Shane. Right? Yeah. <laughs> What's he gonna jump off this time? He's done. I think a uh, crossbody. I want to say it was on the Mead Street Posse, so he's jumped off the cage. Before. Hasn't he done a coast to coast? On the cage? I th- I think so. I don't think so. He was no? inside the cell with McMahon and Big Show versus DX in 2006. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he did a coast, but now you're giving him ideas. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to do it and you're going to make us watch it, then yeah, do something awesome because I'm sick of him. <laughs> well, I am in that aspect, but... Make it make a man. I'm sick of him. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I'm going to say... um. Jumping off the cage isn't too much considering in 2016 when he came back at the uh, Cowboy Stadium, people legitimately were thinking he was going to jump off the top of the stadium. (laughs) What's he going to jump off this time? You know, definitely he went off the cell like he should (laughs) have. I'm going to say the cage, and even if you remember, I want to say it was was last year, but I'm not entirely sure, when Braun Strowman, uh, he lost the cage match to Kevin Owens. And the way he lost was basically he just chucked him off the top of the cage. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. So that was this funny. might this might be another one of those. Technically, well, he and then wins. he and then he lost to Brock Lesnar because he speared him through the cage. Right. And Roman Reigns. Yeah. Was that Reigns? It no, was, it was Lesnar. Because that's when we had the big ter- title tournament because Roman had to vacate. So uh, then they went to Saudi Arabia. Brock. Oh Lesnar. gosh. Yeah. It was oh bad. boy. It was bad. Oh, we're trying was, to forget was, that. I know, I know. We all are. <laughs> all right. Sadly, there's evidence. There is evidence. And the evidence for our final topic, unless we start rambling about something. Which we could do that. We could always do that. Always do that. Always. Start thinking now of rambling <laughs> topics. <laughs> um, ramble. Ramble, ramble. The Leo Rush saga. The evidence oh is not looking good. Apparently, he's just a big old jerk, ain't he? Apparently. I don't know well, big, but... Yeah, right. It's kind of reminiscent to one. Um, what do we say? Uh, soft fellow. Um, how you doing? Oh, how you doing? I was gonna say Sasha, but whoa. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, big cast, no. Enzo. Ah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, Leo is rubbing everybody the same way as Enzo and Cast did, or Enzo more or less. I guess he just has a big mouth. I'm not sure I want to be rubbed, but I would say... Everybody wants to be rubbed. Uh, not when you say by his big mouth. Wow. So I'm going to say... <laughs> oh, this has got wrong. <laughs> you this might want to turn bad. this off at this point. <laughs> this has gotten bad. So I'm going to say, again, talking about... This is my, what happens when we don't have a plan. <laughs> we never have a plan. I'm going to say, again, back to the money issue. There was a story today. He was offered $300,000. When his contract, because really? his contract's expiring next year. Oh. I mean, I'm sorry. There's just no way you can tell me he's worth three hundred thousand. Right. He per- hasn't done anything to show him. I mean, other than what he got signed by to, or by Topanga or with Topanga or what or uh, Daniel Fischel. Now, <laughs> to be fair, I've been watching Boy Meets World since I was a kid. I think a lot of us have been. mainly because of Topanga. Oh my gosh! But uh, she didn't come with him, so I don't know. I don't think he's got that kind of value. No, I would give her three hundred thousand dollars. Sure, not Leo, not yeah. Leo Rush. Um, She's earned it. Oh, absolutely. So I would say, I mean, three hundred thousand dollars, and he turned it down and apparently asked for double. Nah. Oh, wow. That's okay. I would say to caution. I'm sure this is a smear pan- campaign, so maybe caution the source on this. I'm right. sure somebody's just bad mouthing him. But now we've had Booker T and Mark Henry both say that they've approached him for advice, and pretty much he blew him off and said. 
Right. And, uh, you know, doing the normal stuff that all the rookie wrestlers are supposed to do, he refuses to do. And I understand if you've got pride and stuff like that, but you need to pay your dues. It should be something innate. You know, if you've been in wrestling that long, you know, you're you're in the locker room, you're the rookie guy, you take, you know, some of the crap. Yeah, and and, and they used to, well, they still do it, but in NXT, you know, Kushida was just signed. Well, he's out there setting up the ring each right. time. You know, he obviously knows what he's doing. I think that's awesome that they do that. They learn the ins and outs of the business, not just right. stand and here, do You know, this. it's something Shane did growing up. Yep. So yeah, I got to respect him for that. Absolutely. And then even in NXT, they used to, I don't know if they still do this, they, they used to have them out there collecting tickets at the front door. Oh, really? Like they were quote unquote extras when they weren't on TV. Right, right. You know, but once they were, obviously, but they were out there like welcoming fans and holding the flyers and again just paying dues and stuff right alistair black did that i read a story that uh he was touring with the main roster before he moved up you know he they were giving him dark matches and stuff like that and uh he would do that he would stay behind and pick up after the other wrestlers and collect water bottles and stuff like that and have everything ready just before he got called up roman reigns before he had to take his uh sabbatical he he said hey you've earned your spot you don't need to do that anymore. So he, you know, Roman Reigns, I, I kind of like, and, you know, as as we're watching the, the new generation come up and stuff like that, I kind of harken back to the, when I was watching it back in the day and how there was, you didn't really see it on camera, but you could kind of tell there was a hierarchy. Undertaker was the be-all, end-all. He was the backstage judge and executioner type judge, thing. Jury, judge, ex- jury, right? And I think that Roman Reigns has uh, assumed that role. Um, he's kind of the locker room leader. He's the one that everybody goes to, you know, if you got a problem or something like that. And when he says, hey, you don't got to be a rookie anymore and act like that, I, I think that was a big pat on the back. And, and, and he paid his dues. He did it. Yeah, and I'm glad that those two are actually on SmackDown right now together. Right. So maybe that has something to do with the outside of Selena Vega. But I think, um, you know, maybe if Seth Rollins, apparently he's the locker room leader on Raw. Mm-hmm. If maybe he needs to have a chat with Leo because he's been backstage reportedly the past two weeks, but not on TV. Right. And apparently he likes to bring people backstage that shouldn't be there. Yeah. You know, it, it, somebody needs to have a talk with him if he's hoping to keep his job because, I mean, they had no... Enzo was a huge merchandise guy. And due to whatever reason, you know, they let him go and they didn't they didn't look back. And have they really suffered for it? No, I mean... Not so much. I mean, because he wasn't... TV time wasn't really bringing in... No, and I mean, he, he said, yes, uh, his wife was at WrestleMania. But, you know, everybody's family's everybody's at, WrestleMania. at WrestleMania. But if they're there every single show and, you know, and apparently not getting the proper credentials to be back there... Right. Then there's an issue. And then the story today was apparently he had a group of friends who, um, I guess, mouthed off or told off a female WWE uh, personnel or whatever. Oof. See, if you bring friends into and, your friend's house, you're kind of responsible for them. And uh, whatever disrespect that was, but then again, when approached by it, apparently Finn Balor is one of the names that has kind of talked to him in the past few yep, months. Yeah, I heard that too. Um, apparently he said uh, to the veteran, whoever the veteran was, um, you don't sign my checks, Vince does. So, so maybe Vince needs to have a talk with him, but Vince doesn't do that. No, he's going to end up firing him. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Notice he's not been on TV the past two weeks. Right. So, if Vince has to talk to you, it's to fire you. <laughs> yeah. If that's Vince's talk, I think he's talking loud and clear right now. Right. Um, just to kind of backtrack a little bit, I told you this before, but um, all the stories about Leo Rush and all that, I was surprised in the first place he was signed. Right. Absolutely. And if uh, you remember when Emma was yeah, released. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't uh, get canned right then and there because they didn't have anything invested in him, and he's already shooting his mouth off. Uh, you was he knew signed this. then? I think he was signed, but he wasn't used. He, he Just was in like, NXT? Right. Yeah, I think he, and I don't even think he did much in NXT, really. No, I remember a match point. he had with Velveteen Dream. Yep. I remember that. I'm pretty sure he lost, but it was like a really exciting. He showed off a lot of like agility and stuff. Yeah, the the one the, the few times that I caught him on NXT it was impressive, and I was I was excited to see him. What he was, and then he got put on 205 Live, and I'm like, okay, so this is what they're doing with him. And I it was surprising that that number got thrown around 300,000. Yeah, and then he they wanted more managers, and he can talk. Everybody. Right, he definitely can talk. But he can talk. Is he selling? I mean. 
he's annoying. <laughs> well, that whole Lashley Lashley thing, that voice just started <laughs> to grate on me. And then they gave him a live mic. That yeah, apparently, didn't we learn? Apparently Vince was in his ear during that. So if you're blaming anyone, well, they, what was that? Uh, who was that? That with um, the primetime players back in the day. Oh, uh, and he made that Kobe Bryant joke, and everybody was like, "Oh, you could even hear it in the arena." And then, sure enough, the next day, fired. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it! I need to know his name now. Abraham like, Washington. Yes. Who gives a AW. live mic and not any control? I mean, if you're on a live show, yeah, yeah there's a seven second delay. But come on, man. I mean, yeah, that's all on him, though. You have to know not to say. Absolutely. That. I you don't gotta, care if you got full reign or not. You're not yeah, gonna go out there. Use and your say brain, that. man. Yeah, so I, I hope Leo Rush kind of, you know, uses his brain, and I think uh, Mark Henry and Booker T both kind of said, like, you know, you, you kind of have to play the game. I don't think that was a pun at anything. It was just kind of like, you know, you can't do that. And family, friends, whatever, I right. mean, there is a way to do it and show respect, and I'm sure he doesn't want to carry bags or set up the, you know, hotel room or whatever it is, the lobby where they all but hang who out. who does? But you right. got to do it, you know? I don't want to clean off my job every time I'm done with it, but I got to do it. Yeah, and um, everyone is saying, well, this is old school. You know, he's paid to perform. He's not paid to carry water around, which is true. And then he even said on Twitter, well, you know, guys can carry their own bags. Well, yeah, they can. And of course they can. It's not about But it's a sign of respect. Right. And I think, um, you know, just a quick story about myself. Um, I played basketball throughout uh, elementary, middle school, middle school, and high school. And go Bucks, yes. Go Bucks. Even the series, Friday night. So then, uh, game three, baby. So I'm going to say this. Um, there was no hazing. There was never, you know, ridiculous shower games or anything ridiculous like that. Right. You know? And, you know, not that it matters to the story, but I was always cool with everyone, upperclassmen, underclassmen, didn't really matter. But for basketball, um, the underclassmen uh, picked up all the extra basketballs after practice. Right. And then after the games, and we went onto the bus to, you know, take the ride back home after our game on uh, road games, mm-hmm. we would carry the bags. Absolutely. So, and, you know, just the bags, the equipment or whatever. And that's all it was. You know, yeah, you can sit and complain and say, well, why are we carrying these bags? But Then you don't need to be on the team. Yeah. And it, I mean, is that really a big deal to grab a bag? It's a respect for the institution. And then obviously when you're older, guess what? Then somebody's you know, grabbing the bags for you. <laughs> And it's not a big deal. Everyone was super cool, and it wasn't a big deal. And, yeah, you know, you think you want to go pick up the extra basketballs and stuff, but it takes 30 seconds, and it's kind of your, I guess, initiation is the word. Yeah, it's kind of a commentary on society a little bit, but it's like when did we become these people of – well, this is inconvenient to me, and this I shouldn't have to do this. You is know? this all millennials? No, ran. no, I'm not. I'm not going to marginalize any group or whatever. It's just people in general. There's a mentality of, well, this is in my way, or this is inconvenient to me. When it's more like, you know, like when I'm driving and I'm out on the road, and I actually I heard this from the the singer of Tool on a podcast that he did. It was like, when I'm driving and I'm on the road, I'm more concerned of getting out of your way so that you can get where you're going, I can get where we're going, because it's a game out there. And it's all of, of who can do what to get to where we're going safely. Everybody wants to go I always somewhere. look at it as everyone's a team out on the road. Y- you want to like, get to you are, so let's work together right. and not try to sideswipe each other but and sadly, turn your blinker ve- off. There and- are too many people that are like, get out of my way. You're inconvenient to me. I'm not going to carry that bag because right. I got my own thing to do. Well, you know, in the environment that you're in, you're in a, 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 a storied institution that has a legacy and there are people above you that have paved the way and allowed you to be there you need to show them the respect and do the remedial work because come five years two years a year they're going to be doing it for you who's going to want to do it for you if you wouldn't do it for them no and that's even if he's still there right and um i think it was again mark henry i think he even said like you know, Stone Cold did it going up. Rock did it. And then he even said, you think you're bigger than The Rock? He did it. Right, exactly. And I you mean, could argue, well, that's that old family. school. Right, and I know the argument is going to be, well, you know, that's how it used to be. doesn't mean that's how you still do it. But it should be. Because, I mean, if you look at the old school, there was a lot more respect between the boys. There was a lot more uh, genuine brotherhood as opposed to, well, I don't got to do that. No, you should because... You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that brotherhood. And you doing those little remedial tasks strengthens that as a brotherhood. Yeah, I think this is obviously 
I mean, obviously the story's about Leo Rush, but I, I almost think it's not about Leo Rush. It's more of everything where we're seeing more and more people want to be released. Right. So I think this is almost kind of, um, I don't know if the word is microcosm or whatever the word I'm looking for is it almost kind of like sums up everyone. I mean, is this what Sasha Banks is also right. feeling? It could be. Is and this she's what, just not being outright outed about it. Yeah. I mean, is this what Luke Harper's talking about? Is this what the revival feel? Is this what the club feels? If that's the gripe that they all have, then that's just silly. They're all angry because they got to carry bags. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't assume that's it, but also Mike and Maria Canellis have they've denied it, but you know, it's been reported they want out too. Yeah, right. And all these different people, and but how much are they being used? You know, I could I can understand Maria and Mike getting. I mean, Mike was a big, big star in Ring of Honor uh, or, or Impact or whatever it was, um, wherever he's been, and has all the talent in the world, but he's just not telling any stories. So why wouldn't you want to go somewhere? Yeah, that's true, too. Of course, you know, it depends on what's being offered. I mean, right. if you're getting offered nothing elsewhere, well, then obviously keep collecting those fat checks on 205 Live. But Might as well. I mean, if you got a stable <laughs> job. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to say Leo Rush should just um, take the 300000 but I mean, is he going to get that anywhere else? Right. I mean, who Is would... he going to get the platform? Is he going to get a solo championship main event run in a different company? I think I honestly think this comes down to he wants to be in the ring and is sick of saying Lashley, Lashley. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think he could do well in Japan. I mean, I could see him doing big things in Japan. I think he could do well, and this is always the issue with um, confidence slash cocky. I've been told I'm confident. I've been told I'm cocky, but you know, there's that fine line. So right now, is he just confident in his abilities? Or is he just a cocky, arrogant son? He, it could be that he thinks he's confident and it just comes off as being cocky because it's all perception, you know? If Vince is looking at you and enjoying your character, well, it doesn't matter if I think you're cocky or arrogant. If Vince is saying that's money, obviously that's money. Yeah, I mean, and you talk about, you know, the click. Like, all of those guys were obviously arrogant. And Shawn Michaels right. was a head case, but, you know, he could go out and prove it. <laughs> Every single night. And they did run the wrestling industry for a good they did. number of years. And I would... Um, um, I would say Leo Rush, um, he's not, it's not it's not even perception is reality because, you know, he's coming out and saying all these things now. Right. And saying pretty much, yeah, it's all true. Yeah, this is me. Yep. Well, you know, then there's no more uh, quote-unquote rumors or he can no longer deny it if he's pretty right. much saying, yeah, I've been a jerk and no, I'm not carrying anyone's bags. And So then at this point, is, is it even lost on him to try and rein him in? Just cut bait and see, okay, <sighs> go flounder somewhere. Yeah, I mean, here, yeah, go go find me where you're going to find 300000 Right, or maybe, you know, that's what they do. They cut him, and then he finds nothing, then he comes crawling back. Okay, we'll give you 150 now. Yo, nice. <laughs> then he says, could he you cuts double it that? He cu yeah, he'll double that. Well, we were going to double that. <laughs> yeah. Double or nothing. Oh, Ooh. all in. So I'm going <laughs> to... I don't know. What do you think? Will he be back next week and this all blow, and he apologizes to the locker room? I, you know, I don't know one way or the other. Uh, it's it's all a game. And uh, I mean, he makes Sasha look like a saint in this really situation does. because, you know, Sasha for her part is pretty much shut up and kind of let the rumors, true yeah. or false, kind of speak for her, even though her husband, you know, kind of came out and. You know, he could, just did one thing at the same time that everybody else did, pretty much. Pretty much, but he did, you know, lead credence to it because once you comment on something, right, exactly. But my fear is uh, Leo Rush is—I don't want to say—is dug too far in, but he's now speaking on it, and you know, they do not like that when you start speaking on rumors, <laughs> absolutely, and adding to the media storm. So, I mean, two weeks in a row without TV. Does he make it three? Does Lashley? I, it depends if he keeps running his mouth. You know, if he learns and they want to use him and they got stuff for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's easy now. It to, worked. It, you can look back in hindsight now. All the times they almost were splitting up Lashley and Leo, right. or, and, and then they brought him back, and then and they then split it, him up, and yep. then they brought him back, and then Leo beat him up or whatever, and then the next week, well, he apologized and right. helped them win the title. He's back now. So, Maybe they give him a reality check of like, hey, this is what your life is like without $300,000. Yeah, or hey, you're not on the oh. live events. Like, you're going to miss these X amount of thousands of dollars or whatever. Right. 
I could see that happening. So that kind of goes through my list of topics. Did you have anything, maybe money in the bank you wanted to bring up? Uh, no, I think we've kind of covered it. It's been, like I said, it's been a really weird week. <laughs> Isn't every week a weird I, yeah, week? <laughs> it really is. But this one was just kind of mind boggling. It but, is uh, mind. I mean, I just looking at my list here. I mean, we got, you know, Leo Rush, all that drama. We got the mm-hmm. Hardys dropping the tag titles out of nowhere. Daniel Bryan's coming back. I mean, Dean Ambrose with the John Moxley thing again, four one one mania, cheap plug there, and then I mean, we always kind of touched over it a little bit. <laughs> very. Are you cheap. saying you're cheap? I'm very cheap. Wow. I'm gonna say like we've already touched over and glossed over, but you know Goldberg is coming back. <laughs> Goldberg. I mean Brock is coming back. Did we get Brock Goldberg? No. Goldberg Undertaker. You had to go and ruin a perfectly good podcast and say that name again. I mean Brock Lesnar. No. That name? I'm going to groan every time you say that. I'm going to quick say a Dark Horse. I mentioned it before, but why not him and AJ Styles? Their match at Survivor Series was awesome. It was killer, yeah. And if AJ is going to lose that money in the bank, which I assume he will over Seth Rollins, you know, why not get a big boost and say, okay, I'm going to earn my number one contender spot right back, and I'm going to take out the beast. Because you said you did it, Seth Rollins. You said it on Raw. Now watch me do it. Because that would mean that Brock has to work. And Brock isn't going to work. Brock is going to go be a little baby (laughs) and get his 15 suplexes in and make everybody happy. And Vince will have another million dollars and everybody will be smiling. And hopefully he can bury his head in the sand, wrestle a cactus, and just famish out in the desert. Well, if Brock's not uh, going back to UFC, apparently. Apparently he's retired. Guess what? You know, and the weird thing is, is that he entered the testing pool and then mysteriously retired. Hmm. Yeah, there's two ideas. One is that yeah. he failed the test. That will oh, become really? public. Brock Lesnar failed a test? No. Get no. out of town. Never. That but guy doesn't do anything wrong. The other theory is that Jerk. he had to, <laughs> Jerk. He had to enter to use the leverage on WWE and say, look, right. I'm in the process. I'm not just bluffing. I, obviously, if you hadn't been tested, they're going to be like, you're not in the protocol. You still have to wait a year. But right. he's in the protocol. He could be like, all right, five but months, But he never paid months. that fine. and Right. That's a whole mess there. Yeah, I, I think he's an idiot. I still like my idea. They do a tag match with Brock, and then he literally stands there and walks away after five seconds in the tag match. Doesn't he have enough money? Can't he just go away? He doesn't need to be on TV. He's got Sable. He's got his kids. He's got his farm in Canada. Just Go away. I forgot who it was. It's a guy who, honestly, maybe shouldn't trust. I want to say he's a sports reporter. I can't think of the name now, so my apologies. But he is actually... Unnamed um, reporter. Unnamed reporter. Unnamed source. (laughs) Um, He's reporting that Brock is going to retire from WWE at the next Mania. No. Right now. (laughs) Call him up on the phone. Dude, are you done? Good. Please. Be done. I'll call him up after this. If you call him up, I'll buy you a hat. Ooh, a hat. <laughs> I don't know the first thing that came to mind. That's worth the Brock Lesnar million-dollar payday. Right. I get a hat. Yeah. Brock Lesnar. All right, well, then I'm going to end it here with the <laughs> two cheap little plugs. Yes, very cheap. It's me. 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the 411 Podcasting Network. Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Apple, you know all the places. Come find us. Listen to us. Tell us how much you love us. Subscribe, rate, review. Five stars. Do it the RVD style. Five star reviews everywhere. Mr. Steve Matson, Resident Complex. Hey, ResidentComplex.com is where you can find everything about us. We're also on ReverbNation.com slash The Resident Complex. Uh, you can find our debut album, North Avenue, available anywhere music is sold. iTunes, Spotify, all those good, lovely uh, sources. And that will do it for me. That will do it for the show. Speaking of, one last time, The Resident Complex. Enjoy the song. Well, here we go with the cat and mouse. The hard to get. Whose turn is it? I always forget. It's the back and forth. Now here we go. We're gonna go fast or take it slow. I'm running around. I'm chasing perfection. What's up?